What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the hottest podcast since basically people were swinging on webs and video games. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and joining me today is the marvelous one himself, the spectacular, the amazing, the sensational, the person who's going to be taking over all of New York in a couple of days, T minus two days as of the, as of this recording. It's the one, the only Alejandro Segovia. What's up, Al? How you doing? Everyone can wear a mask. Yeah, everyone can wear yes. a mask. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Which, by the way, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, when it came out in 2018, was my favorite movie in like a decade when that Whoa, movie came out. Decade? I really I really loved that anime. That I felt that movie was euphoric. It was like, I had such a like magical experience seeing that movie. That was like, uh, I feel really personal connection to Miles Morales, like, which explains also my love for the game we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But before we get into all that, thank you all so much for joining us. If you're listening on whatever platform, whether it be podcast or, or you know, YouTube, thank you so much for, for joining us. By the way, before we get into it, we want to shout out all of you who have supported us because the podcast is absolutely growing. It's taken off by the numbers. And thank you so much for all your support. And everyone, before we even get to it, you can write in for future episodes for future episode ideas and to just comment on whether or not you like the show what you think about it what changes we should make at the single player experience um discord server you can also do it at the pronoreport.com slash contact page the link to all those will be in the description of this episode so scroll down click the link tell us what you think um anyways i want to thank stan op master leaf rock lee and grant nation uh grant nathan for writing in the episodes uh, for writing in the questions that we're going to read in this episode before we get to this episode al i do have our off the topic discussion for this episode and that is what is your movie of the year so far this year? Your favorite Ooh. movie that you've Oh, uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, okay. Yeah. Oppenheimer was such a great reminder that movie experiences can be, be more than just superhero stuff, which mm -hmm. I feel that was, that had just become my super, my movie going experience. And again, like uh, you will listen to it in the other previous episode. I have a certain feelings about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC currently, but uh, back then I, I didn't used to, and I was fine with just enjoying superhero stuff. But Oppenheimer reminder is that, yeah, it's like for the, for the movie industry to feel healthy, it's always good to see this kind of movie be like this and be so powerful and, and make three hours of autobiography, such a magical, like, filmmaking experience to experience like an IMAX theater. So Oppenheimer, best movie of the year. So. Okay. And if you want to hear my favorite superhero movie of the year, it's probably Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So. Uh, 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 mm. Who's the yeah. uh, man, that's a good one. It is a good yeah. one. Um, Mine might be, let's see, favorite movie of the year. Um, Barbie. Um, no, surprisingly, I wasn't, <laughs> I'm a, I was super okay with Barbie. I wasn't necessarily yeah. super high, wasn't necessarily super ho, yeah. low. Um, it was fine. I, yeah, it, it was, was fun. It was a fun time. Yeah. I am really going to sock some people here. I think uh, it's either between um, Pneumonia, I believe. It's mm -hmm. um, a movie that came out on Netflix about a girl who turns into a, oh, okay. a shape-shifting girl. Mm -hmm. um, it is animated. And then John Wick Chapter 4 Yeah, might be. I still haven't movie. seen it. I still Bobby haven't Yaga. seen it. Yeah, I need to see it. I still I still need to see it. I was just kind of waiting for it to show up in a random 
streamer because I kind of yeah. missed the boat, boat on that one, but I've heard so many phenomenal things. I'm it's glad so that good. our favorites are not a superhero movies, which again is like not quite well it's kind of an indictment for the movie the superhero movies of this year because i feel like the only notable one was across the spider-verse and even I then it. i love that and, one. and even then it's like uh i love into the spider-verse more but it was still really good uh definitely it's because it was incomplete it was a part one so but, you were also in your burnout like you, mm-hmm. you're also exactly burnout yeah superhero stuff exactly so, it's, it, so even like a sequel to like a mesmerizing experience in 2018 felt different mm-hmm. seeing it seeing it now so one day like my superhero the superhero burner will like subside but thankfully at least when it comes to the insomniac side of things i feel like sidestep the burnout because yeah, okay. i not only did play 2018 i also replayed miles morales for this episode for for this episode so speaking of this episode everyone thank you for so much for listening this episode is all about miles morales our previous episode which is which just posted you can find is all about spider-man 2018 spider-man arts aka spider-man remastered if you're playing on the ps5 um where we talked about our impressions based on this story and the villains and everything like that you know years later so everyone we've we played both these games right when it came out we want to give you our thoughts years later let's see if these games still hold up speaking of stealing holding up we're about to talk about our topic of the show which is spider-man miles morales alejandro how'd you feel about this game when it first came out this was the game i needed at a time of like when i needed something to cheer me up this came in 2020 uh an election had just happened in the United States yeah. uh, that was very controversial to say the least, but we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, but also 2020, a year of massive unrest for especially the black community or something that happened on May with the name of George Floyd. Yeah. In a year where the importance of representation kind of like came to bear, it was so incredible getting a follow-up to the excellent 2018 uh, Spider-Man game center around miles morales and like represent both the black community and the latino community especially in the puerto rican side mm-hmm. with such respect and love and care that other than the last of us part two that year uh which was the most impactful thing that 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 game would live rent free in my mind with like how hard that story hit me uh miles morales was like the counterpoint for that and like I needed like a game of unrivaled optimism amidst uh, some hardships or and the idea of like kind of like racing yourself to be your own hero or like you're you're, you're like you're, you can be your own hero instead of just kind of like a pretender. Some of the messages and tone that this game had in 2020 were like so perfect and I couldn't imagine a better quote unquote initial swan song for the PS4 and immediate launch for the PS5 than this game. And I actually like thinking in my mind whether uh, which one's better, 2018 or Miles Morales. When I think of both the games, the game I feel even more positive about is probably this one. Yeah. And there's many, there's many re- things why that is, but I definitely don't want to blow the low because I feel like I want to make that part of like the ongoing conversation we're gonna have. But yeah, I absolutely adore Miles Morales. It was a great follow up. Same here. Love me some Miles Morales. I, you know, like loved the loved the movies both into the Spider Verse and you know like um what was the what was the title of this? Across, across, across the, the Spider Verse. Yeah, year. I was just like I, I knew it was um 
some direction. But yeah, I, I like really loved both those movies. I've been a longtime reader of uh, mm-hmm. the the Miles Morales comic books, especially in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, Brian Michael he, Bendis. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like probably in also the greatest example of 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 introducing a new hero without having to fully replace uh, entirely the old one. Even oh, though, yeah. yeah, even especially afterwards, because obviously for the interaction of Miles Morales, they had to kill Peter Parker mm-hmm. in the Ultimate Universe. But it, this wasn't replacing, this was not kind of like pretending Peter Parker never existed. This was finally the idea that we saw over in DC of legacy being yeah. carried on with someone. And doing it in a way that represented a uh, usually unrepresented side of, side of, uh, side of people, so... You're right. You're absolutely right. I um I love that aspect, and you're uh, right. I think like this and um, Miss Marvel in the comics come to mm-hmm. mind as well. Like yeah. I feel like they do her story really well. Um, as far as the intro and the introduction of like this next gen version of these superheroes really well. But like, man, makes me really wish we had a Miss Marvel like standalone mm-hmm. game instead of the Avengers game. But I digress. Yeah, which, by the way, the best part of the Marvel Avengers game. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it, it, everything centered around Kamala Khan. So. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But everyone, we're not here to talk about Miss Marvel. We're here to talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales. He really enjoyed it when it came out. I echo his sentiments wholeheartedly because I love this game. I adore everything it stands for, both, like he said, the representation um, side of the fence and just the the warm fuzzy blanket that this game is even though it does hit some issues a little bit it, christmas time in games why don't we get more of that like just the new york vibes of like swinging around with the snow flowing the the christmas lights in the streets uh, especially when you're like down in harlem and some of the sequences that tell you is like it feels very homey oh it yeah feels, yeah it, it feels so warm and fuzzy it's like it's like um, it's, it's so funny when I think of playing this and also Assassin's Creed Valhalla that starts with a very wintry vibe. It's like, this game is really captured, like, playing this, like, in that November slash December period back in 2020. <laughs> You're not lying. You're not lying. I, um, spoiler alert for everybody, coming soon, we are going to be doing the best Christmas games uh, that you should be playing in the holiday season, and mm. this game is going to be on that list, yeah. by the way. <laughs> the, it, ain't, it ain't no question about it. This game is going to be on that list, but I digress. It is not Christmas time. It is time for our Spider-Man lead-up sessions, and we're leading up by talking about Miles Morales. Alejandro, I feel the exact same way about you. This our absence makes the heart grow fonder is what they say, and mm-hmm. my heart grew fond playing this game. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, I'm reliving the moment-to-moment story beats of this game. Mm-hmm. I... I don't think this game is perfect either, but I think mm-hmm. it's a stark improvement over what we got in 2018, which wasn't yeah. a bad thing, but I feel like yeah. it's a, st- a stark improvement. How yeah. do you feel about this game years later? Yeah, I feel this the improvements. I, I feel them even stronger playing 2018 and this one back to back because um, obviously like in the, in the previous episode that we were, uh, that we recorded, which you can listen to now, part one, when we're talking about Spider-Man 2018. Uh, when I played Miles Morales, immediately I was struck by the improvement in cinematography, the improvement in like Insomniac's growing confidence, being like the new Spider-Man developer, as you can see it with the swag and like kind of like the confidence uh, in how they portray Miles, like as he moves around, as he swings around, like with with the tone it pursues and how like, even though he's reusing a lot of the same map of, uh, of 2018, just like the different what bells and whistles makes it feel like you're absolutely playing a different game. Oh, and, yeah. uh, 
no, and, and especially now having played 2018 and noticing some of the things that were not perfect about it and being like, yeah, this game had a lot of room for improvement in Miles Morales. I saw the beginning of Insomniac taking that feedback and like applying it. Being able to play this game where you play as Miles in its entirety without any random like side tangents refreshing. No puzzles, no puzzles that include computer like uh sudokus or whatever the freak it was in, the, in in 2018 is like some of the puzzles here were more like environmental which means you don't lose control of uh of, of miles the tighter runtime which also dovetails to the fact that this game also was a cheaper offering kind of like in the vein of uh, a favorite game of ours uncharted the lost legacy uh was like Man, it's like there is so much value in being able to like get another game in this style at a cheaper price point with no sacrifices in, in production, in, in production, uh, in, in production quality, and sometimes less is more. And with Miles Morales, it was like we improved, we sanded some of the things that were not super good in the other one, even something like side quests, where they were so utterly forgettable in 2018, other than the Tombstone one. And with this one, the side quests were the heart and soul of this game. Because yeah. if you if you didn't do the cycles, you miss a lot of like what makes uh, Miles Morales special as he really aids his corner of the city that is Harlem and how that dovetails into how he's doing that because that was like a value from his father he he lost in the in previous game and uh, well a little lacking in boss fights there's not much villain variety in this one I do feel that at least with the one the thing that it focuses on this is definitely more movie like of just focusing on your one protagonist mm -hmm. and that at least really works in the more down-to-earth nature of of this game i feel like this game more than any other really absolutely nails the friendly neighborhood moniker oh, yeah. of being spider-man like and the, the replay more than cemented that and also kind of more interesting for me uh, when i first played a planet on this game i played a ps4 version i didn't have the ps5 so oh. But, so this was my first time playing through the PS5 version, and holy moly, just like the improvement, just improvements and that had happened. Just like, even though the PS4 version works surprisingly well, just like seeing elements, uh, more modern elements like ray tracing, the improved frame rate, uh, like the dual sense, like the dual sense implementation and things like that, it was like a nice taste of what we're probably are gonna get two days from now. He means Star Wars, everybody. He means we're getting a new Star Wars game. <laughs> no, um, you believe a Star Wars game also came out this year? It's, 2023 is nuts. <laughs> it's been a year, man. It's been a wild year. But um, to go back to what you were saying, um, I, I meant to mention this in our earlier um, on our other episode here. But like, by the way, I forgot to to tell you this to to spill the tea, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales were my first one and two platinums. Really. Time. Huh. The first ones that I ever got. Makes sense because these games are there's something uh, this was actually uh, mentioned in their in a review for Spider-Man 2 that happened uh, by a certain man from kind of funny named Tim Gettys. Oh that, yeah yeah. That um, there's something in the sauce of uh, of Insomniac's games that pushes you to want to platinum them or 100%ing them. So, so I under I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> So and like, there's there's barely and, and I feel like there's barely any BS. 2018 had a little bit more BS because there was a little bit more collectible uh, side activity that would get, that could get really repetitive. If you did all of them at once. And Miles, I feel like the only annoying thing about Platinum was the fact that you had to beat the game twice, yeah. one in normal and then the new game plus. But the game is so short, I didn't mind playing it twice. Nah, <laughs> so. you really don't. You really don't. And it's one of those things to where I'm like, for me personally, like 
I've never really been a super trophy hunter guy because the mm -hmm. games I play like have the worst trophies uh, yeah. usually. <laughs> yeah. And then like on the other side, the games I play to like chill and relax, the, um, which is like usually like either like games like Civilization, sports games, that, mm -hmm. that nature of like that. They the don't trophies. have trophies. Either. Oh my God. They're horrible. Sports like sports games for trophies are like the most horrible thing in the world. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen anything that makes you want to like just give up on the world like a like a trophy in a sports game. Yeah. Oh, because they make you want to play like the the monet like the the what is it like the the um the monetization modes of those games because yeah, you and, have to play those to get the trophies. Exactly. So it's like you have to like really keep your uh, trophy impulses in check if you want to like re remain in blissful ignorance of the things that make those games bad and just yeah. play the thing that makes them really good, which is usually at their core are usually really good. It's just that all those BS monetizations that just like drag those games down. So. You're not lying. You're not lying. But thankfully, we're not have we don't have any monetizations and stuff here. We are talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, everyone, this is how it's going to work. We're going to we're going to read you the plot, 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 and from that plot, we're going to talk about some of the things we like and we don't like. Um, Miles Morales is a shorter game um, with four acts. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it down by act. We'll talk about what we liked about each different act, and then we'll move on to your listener questions. Um, we do have one, two, three, four, five, five listener questions, and then one overall question. And we have a portion at the end where we're going to be talking about the villains and then inserting those villains on where we rank them mm -hmm. in the overall Spider-Man, Insomniac Spider-Man universe. So we will see what villain, where the villains of Spider-Man Miles Morales ends up on this list. Mm -hmm. Alejandro, are you ready to rock and roll here? I am ready. All right. So act number one. We open up the game with Spider-Man Miles Morales, okay, aka Spider-Man with the black hair that I actually like. I really like his hair in this game. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. They, they're doing a service. The boys got lined up, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, Spider-Man Miles Morales opens up with Miles and Peter apprehending Rhino after he escapes during a prison transport. Miles is then informed by Peter that he and Mary Jane are traveling abroad for a few weeks, leaving Miles to protect New York alone. A short time later, after beginning Peter's holographic training program, Miles responds to his friends Genki's Genki telling him that there's been a break-in at New Form Reactor Site, a new type of energy source developed by Roxxon Corporation. Mouse discovers and deals with this group of high-tech criminals known as the Underground attempting to steal tech information from the New Form site. So, we got a boss fight here with Rhino. We also mm -hmm. got you know, some holographic training programs um, that we got to play. And we got a really cool, like, fight sequence with uh, against the Underground and Roxxon mm -hmm. Corp. Where do you want to start with this? Just similar to the 2018 game, this game starts with a bang. Oh, he yeah. Just immediately throws into the action you as, like, a... Uh, spider kid following uh, following on your mentor peter uh, peter strail as you fight with rhino and then kind of like you see peter fighting rhino in the background as you're kind of learning the combat mechanics before then all hell breaks loose as then rhino starts like flying around and you're pursuing him and then you grab rhino that then takes you through a mall and then you have to be like dodging around and all of that Do it with with rhino i feel like they made up on how 
bad the Rhino boss fight was in 2018 by doing a fight that felt way more dynamic and even more mechanically interesting, especially by the end, how it also dovetails as a training, as this also introduces the extra gameplay quirk that 2018 didn't have, which was the L1 Venom attacks. Oh, yeah. And how, and how that L1 attack allows, uh, allows the Rhino fight to feel more of a brawl instead of something that was just mechanically rote, like the other game that was just a throw this, then do web strike and then rinse and repeat it felt like you had more of a active active participation in this boss fight and with the extra cinematography and all that even some extra mechanics of like rhino rushing you like then jumping around to rush him into like the the uh into into one of like the, the furnaces it was like it it immediately sent it like was a, a, a thesis statement of like we know what we're doing we learned some stuff from the first spider-man and we're gonna make some things even better which I do just with this a small taste and just alone like the playing as Miles Morales just feels so feel it's like they managed to make him feel so different from playing as Peter Parker and the, the Venom abilities are just so I can say it's like it's, they're just so transformative and like yeah. how 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 it makes the gameplay even more fun than the than than the last one the last one uh even though it offered you options like a bunch of gadgets and all that, I feel the first game was balanced in such a way that you didn't feel like you lost anything by not using the uh, by not using the gadgets. They, yeah, you're right. yeah, they intentionally like make uh, make Miles feel like you have to do a few more punches to take that to take out enemies, which in turn allows his gadgetry and his venom power feel more crucial to the combat in a way that I feel like could just dodge and web strike my way out in the other game and that was like you felt it immediately immediately in, in, in this initial in this initial part and that part where peter tells you that he's living with mj and like, who's gonna be spared now you are spider-man then it that that uh kid the road that me the song that was in the trailer the yeah. reveal trailer just kicks in as you start like as you as fly around it's like it's such a vibe it's like that's when i knew that's when i knew i was like man i'm like i lo really love this so, and that was in that in the first act man it, you're right they like insomniac has a way of just like coming out guns blazing and then mm -hmm. really just pulling you in whether it be with the music whether it be with the set pieces because this was a hell of a set piece with you running mm -hmm. them in a mall with rhino yeah. and like it felt like a christmas movie almost where you're like oh yeah kind of checks down him mm -hmm. while all these christmas people are or these people are shopping for christmas it felt so cool. It felt like you were playing a Christmas movie. Yeah, and I think it's also worthy uh, worth noting that Miles Morales is the first game of Insomniac as an official Sony team because the last time it was done through second party because it was just like a partnership they had with yeah. Marvel as the mediator and then they bought Insomniac in between in between games and you can definitely feel that more money was thrown in, oh, into yeah. there and you feel that money in the screen with the extra cinematic flair they really felt like they stepped it up they, and they, they they felt like they could step up the 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 cinematography of how they portray this part i like freaking love when they crash on jj j john and jameson's christmas christmas shop it was so yeah. it was just so perfectly done so <laughs> Jay Jonah is always always so fun to, yeah. to mess around with, but like, yeah, those podcasts—we didn't even get to talk about that in the 2018 episode. But yeah, to make up for that, it's just like I really love him, his Alex Jones style uh, info in, in, info wars uh, crusade against Spider-Man. How like always pitch perfect it is and what's happening as you play through the game, and just how much that adds to like to, to kind of like the the world feeling alive. And because of course, Jay Jonah would be like that. 
<laughs> that's sad. He really would. And then like um Danica having like mm-hmm. the introduction. The other the side Danica podcast. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, because and it gives you an option where like this is where like worlds like our games like I don't know, like other titles wouldn't necessarily give you the option. They would just have it being like, Oh, we interrupt you we interrupt what you're listening to for breaking news and mm-hmm. it, it would give you like some boring reencant like reencounter mm-hmm. of what you did in a game. It might be cool, it might not be. Yeah. But like this actually gives you a choice to whether or not you want to listen to it from Danica's perspective or Jake Jonah's perspective. And yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, slide like slide extra detail, but very appreciative. So absolutely love that. But like speaking of appreciative, let's appreciate act number two. What we got here? Yeah, so act two, following the first encounter with the underground, Miles Morales introduces Miles' childhood friend Finn, who Miles hasn't seen for a long time. In subsequent interactions with Finn, Miles struggles with keeping his identity as Spider-Man a secret while he simultaneously suspects Finn is also concealing something. With Miles looking to fill in for Peter while he's away, Genki develops a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man app where New York locals can pose requests for the web slinger. It's through an app-related mission that the game brings in Miles' uncle, Aaron Davis, who easily deduces the new Spider-Man's identity as his nephew. The conflict between Roxanne and the Underground heats up when Rio's rally for her nomination for, to City Council is interrupted by a masked person called the Tinker, declaring Simon Krieger, CEO of Roxanne, also voiced by Troy Baker, but looking a lot like, uh, like freaking Tougher Grace from Spider-Man 3, uh, a murderer. Members of the Underground attack Roxanne's security forces, and Miles intervenes as the Underground tries to steal a shipment of new form. Miles' bioelectric powers accidentally cause a new form explosion, but not before the Tinker's identity is revealed to be Finn. It's like, uh, one of the things that I really love about Act 2, especially like uh, when you really realize that uh, the mission that you meet Aaron Davis yeah, is a side quest. That's so cool. It's like, that's I, that was the th- that was the statement. I was like, no, we're like, the side quests are going to have like at least some heft to them that feel like main quests, finally. It's like taking a, a great lesson from from 2018 the friendly neighborhood app how cool it is to to, to keep like an in-game list of yeah. those things and and, and can t- and can already without you having to pause the game like obviously technically pauses it but it feels like you're doing it like mm-hmm. mechanically by like swiping swiping left on your on, on the dual dualsense touchpad and quickly like find like prime which before you had to like be flying around keep quick Keep clicking R3, R3, R3 until a red triangle popped up. At least at the very least, that can still happen because a random one will pop up, will pop in and show you there. But allowing you to get to those moments much quicker, like cutting a bit of the fat, the friendly neighborhood app really adds that and also helps world build like uh, this game feeling like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You have a friendly neighborhood app. Yeah. to do that and uh then introduction of finn like the war like it, around the time when you introduce with finn that's when uh you get the intro uh you get kind of like the christmas celebration kind of mm-hmm. a, a very latino style you can like pick the music i always pick uh, a more puerto rican style uh from like from the suit because you can do jazz or that but i was like no put puerto rican because my Hispanic mom is still alive, so I want to <laughs> put it put it put it there. And Hunter introduces it, and that's what you see. I was like, yeah, it's like just the way how this is playing out, the conversation, and all that. It's like you feel how Insomniac in two years, in less than two years, uh, that they did this, like feeling more confident in their ability at storytelling outside yeah. of Ratchet, <laughs> so because they're always good with good being good with Ratchet. Yeah, and it, uh, it's a different type of storytelling than mm-hmm. with Ratchet, you know? It's, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
it's almost like Saturday morning cartoons with Ratchet, where like it, cartoons can tell a really hard hitting, uh, like a hard hitting story, but not like mm-hmm. quite to this level, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, and then like uh, this game not shying away from some of the seriousness, like you get to that uh, to Rio's rally, which was um, one of the demo, the, the things that were demoed of this game right before release, mm-hmm. kind of at least continuing, kind of like the um, the kind of like the. That trend of Sony like showing really cool parts in during marketing that probably they shouldn't because it, it, this kind of parts are much cooler to experience on yourself. But this is a really cool moment of like seeing uh, the Puerto Rican vibes of like the celebration when you're like walking through the city and uh, then like the, the underground like attacking and then you're going to that bridge and all hell breaking loose in that bridge yeah. when like your when your powers accidentally explode the thing and then like how quickly in the pandemonium you have to like save people there's like a a, a call back to the spider-man homecoming part of like grabbing grabbing the bridge, moments, the, the, yeah. the, the, the bridge moment and then just pulling pulling them in and it's like it's all because of the titans of this game all feels very fast and snappy and quick and really cool so and then that and that ended with you earning the camouflage ability oh man yeah, it's so it's a- cool how they introduced that too because mm-hmm. it's like it was in it was natural in the way that the story is being told it wasn't oh, yeah. like it was forced you know exactly and then uh, and what's even funny is that because i, I actually played replay did, did this replay in new game plus all this is happening before you even have your suit yeah you still have like the red and blue suit which is funny because when they demoed it you had the norm that the, the, the this black suit that I has in my background, so it's like, uh, so you didn't have that. That that happens after this moment, and then, oh and man, then, and that yeah. transition scene is really cool, by the way. Oh yes, it's like this game. This game exceeds coolness. It, it does. It, it, it exceeds coolness in so many of the area, in, in, in every different area. So, it, which makes it, sense because Miles Morales is, ex- tries to exceed more coolness than Peter Parker. Peter Parker is not supposed to be cool. So. And, you know, like, um, you know, one of the things I want to mention, because, like, um, this kind of happens in, in Act um, Act 1 or in between Act 1 and Act 2. It's like when we do get that transition scene to where, like, he does get that black suit. Oh, my goodness. Like, it is amazing that, um, like, the trap music was, like, the trap music plays between, like, Spider-Man, the mm-hmm. original Spider-Man 2018 theme. And then it adds those trap drums into it to where, yeah. like. It's just like it's the same because they're they're both Spider-Man, but then they add that little element that lets you know, oh, this is a different brother right here. This exactly no this the, the, the trap the, the trap uh, beat that's mm-hmm. almost in the in, in the entirety of the soundtrack is what differentiates like gives this game its identity. Oh yeah, it's like it's like so bad like that that kind of music is so primordial to both like the culture represented mm-hmm. and like the vibe this game has going for so. I love it absolutely love it um speaking of love let's give let's show some love to act number three in act three mouse attempts to figure out why finn became the tinkerer and learns that um Krieger killed his he killed her brother while he was trying while he tried to disable the, a new form reactor which was making people ill miles mm-hmm. also runs into the prowler aka a masked vigilante who reveals himself to be Mao's uncle mm-hmm. uncle aaron man uncle aaron how can yeah. you do this uncle aaron suggests that Mao's should infiltrate the underground feigning of interest mm-hmm. in finn's under um, organization to see what their plans are following his uncle's advice miles founds the underground 
converting this stolen new form into a bomb that they intend to use to destroy the reactor where her brother was killed. A subsequent fight reveals to Finn that Miles is also Spider-Man. Finn and Miles plan to plan on meeting at the Trinity um, Church to discuss their conflict, but their location is divulged to Roxanne by Aaron, who Miles confided in. Roxanne releases an upgraded mm -hmm. rhino. I hate this, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I don't not like this part. But yeah. who was taken away into cust uh, the company's custody after he was reined in at the beginning of the game. With Mao's bioelectric powers ineffective against Rhino's new armor, both Mao's and Finn are captured and taken to Roxanne mm -hmm. headquarters. While escaping, Mao's learns of two things. One is Uncle's betrayal. That dirty dirty man mm -hmm. and modifications made to new forms reactor that would ensure the destruction of harlem if it was tampered with after barely escaping with another confrontation with rhino miles mm -hmm. returns to his apartment seriously injured and his being yeah. spider-man is revealed to his mother rio rio yeah yeah so so much happens in the act three thing it's like i really like that part when you do infiltrate the underground it's like and you, and you see like the purple vibes or, or yeah. whatever, every, everything is like i feel like again like where, where this game lacks in uh in having many different villains i do like how the laser focus of the more much tighter thing really just keeps everything in vibe and in tone to the whole fan of it all and it's got a focus to it you know yeah it really it does have that focus that has that very film-like focus and while the rhino fight i remember was so tough the first time i i, I played it through because it was very messy mm -hmm. i still prefer it being that messy because again i come from being like man like the boss fights or the last game were just, were just meant to be cool and were just so mechanically boring. And this one at least felt like you had to think more outside the box instead of just like punching and yeah, punching. Sure. And uh, the whole Aaron Davis, the, the whole Prowler Aaron Davis thing, like to me, that it really stinks because like one of the things that really added pathos early on with this game is that side quest where you find Aaron Davis and you help him fix the fix the train and then he figures mm -hmm. out he's Spider-Man and all that. And it's like that, that familial connection is like such a, such at the heart and soul of this, this this particular character and it really stings that he really betrayed you for he's like his own reason even though he this then kind of like revealed it was like not for to anything too nefarious if i remember correctly and then that also does to you when, when you fight aaron and that was a really cool fight like kind of like in that underground in that underground area where you'd really feel the uh kind of like the, the weight of like you're fighting your family it's like where you could, could, could do this and then like aaron trying to like come back from that especially because of the, of the memory of jefferson davis and things like mm -hmm. that so yeah and then we have to end what do you think of all this before we move to i think that you're absolutely right man it's like this is where like business in, in the world of wrestling jr always said business is about to pick up or business is picking up and i think this is where business picked up mm -hmm. big time um the tinkerer like where they find out that where they both find each other's identities and it seems mm -hmm. like we're finally going to have that that talk uh -huh. that crucial talk it, it's like interrupted and then there's that layer of the like betrayal there because finn thinks he betrayed her mm -hmm. and then you know he's trying to explain everything but they're not uh -huh. communicating properly and exactly. i I know a lot of people's critiques I, that are, I, if I remember correctly, were like, all this could have been solved with a conversation. But mm -hmm. I'm like, in the real world, it's not necessarily super easy to talk to people, you know? No. Like, there's a lot of people- sure with conflicting emotions, with conflicting emotions in play, because you really feel like Miles really likes Finn. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
more than just sure. a friend. So. Oh yeah, and I'm like at that point you don't want to you don't want to burn that friendship, aka that romance that could be, but you also want to stand up for those ideals that you believe in and it's not it's like that balance there of like trying to figure out how to talk to someone but yet not overstep and i it's a it's a hard balance to yeah. to kind of and and i'm really i'm really glad that a lot of this game tries to not dwell too much on like keeping a secret from like a loved one because that's such a played out trope oh so yeah much. like could you imagine going back to 2018 if like the peter and mj relationship that we were presented also had the extra she didn't know that it was spider-man the fact that she knew that he was spider-man added so much to that and then i really like a real glad genki knows immediately in this one i'm really glad that eventually rio like in the in, yeah. in this part of the story gets to figure that out and and add extra weight of you like helping harlem at the end with like act four that was about to about three is like that is like i'm glad that so many superhero media is moving away from like the secret identity like from your loved ones thing uh because someone that's currently rewatching smallville i tell you because a lot of those early seasons were it was like of clark keeping his secret from lon and all that and i'm like oh it's like it's it, how he contorted like how much like in storytelling and superhero storytelling i feel like there's more contortion happening to try to justify keeping a secret instead of uh just divulging because there can be as as much great drama as the, the people knowing then yeah. and that's the one thing i really loved about the peter and mj relationship is like the noise that there was drama in that and like think, and how the, yeah so i think that's what a lot of um a lot of like storytellers have learned from like that iron man age mm -hmm. like yeah. there's a lot of good drama in in the reveal of the identity and how mm -hmm. people balance their lives out with yeah. people knowing their identity versus there's more storytelling potential about like a public knowledge than yeah. people realize and that's kind of one of the things that even in my mcu burnout i always have to give credit to iron man back in 2008 that i uh, that i am iron man moment was like such a iconic that, that was that was such a shift like yeah. an absolute shift and, and i'm glad more superhero media has caught up on that because it's just like it's just a stupid trope and and i'm glad that we didn't have to wait for another game for rio to find out because yeah. it was it was really cool how like with, with that knowledge the finale all played out as they were trying to save harlem from the big thing that was gonna happen and we can move on for act four at so. number four hold on before we before we move on to act four mm -hmm. i do want to say i like you like the rhino fight because it was something different i hate the way he looks yeah I with the red the, yeah the red with the red and all that <laughs> yeah he looks like like mm -hmm. they just mech rhinoed him basically more than he already would felt <laughs> yeah so. and i was just like i do not like this at all but mm -hmm. i was like other than that i'm like red rhino i i like the boss fight i don't like the look of red rhino <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't feel either way <laughs> but it was just, I, I was more focused on the fact that the, the Rhino fight at least had some challenge to it. Yeah. So. And it also feels like a good intro, in like an intro, like side main, side slash main villain for a kid too. Mm -hmm. You know, like a kid oh, Spider-Man yeah. versus like, like if this would have been like Peter year eight, the like villain, we would have had some problems. And also too. the fact that another villain kind of being put in the middle of the main threat, which is kind of what we want out of the Sinister Six back yeah. in the other one to be more spread out instead of like all dumped at the end. So and have least, realistic motivations i'm like at least rhino mm -hmm. wanted to like get revenge i'm like it, it felt like a realistic motivation absolutely so all right act number four act four while rio and genki begin evacuating harlem in case of a new form explosion miles goes after finn but is waylaid by his uncle who claims to be restraining miles for his own safety 
After Aaron's role in Miles' capture by Roxanne is revealed, Spider-Man and the Prowler fight it out, with Miles leaving his uncle injured and wet in an abandoned subway tunnel. This is that part that I was saying that was that this fight was a, had a really nice emotional heft to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles pursues Finn and eventually confronts her, trying to use an ener- energy converter. The two of them decide for an Oscar science fair to overload the new form and destroy the reactor. I think this is when we find out that we have that flashback. Yeah. The, uh, the password where we also see Peter and Dr. Octopus kind of like in a in, in, in oh, a quick glance. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Finn does not listen to Miles' claims that it will destroy Harlem and leaps to enact her plan while underground henchmen attack. The Prowler arrives, recently freed from Spider-Man's webs to redeem himself and help Miles, who follows Finn to the new firm reactor site where a fight ensues. After besting Finn, Miles tries to absorb the energy of the overloading reactor, but it's unsuccessful. Finn, realizing her error, takes the reactor and launches herself into the air dying in the explosion and sending Miles careening back to the ground. Spider-Man's identity is revealed to his neighbors. We shield him while he puts his mask on and swings away. The Prowler continues his redemption arc by releasing information on Roxon that leads to Krieger's arrest. Peter eventually returns to New York in the aftermath of the Roxon and Underground incident, setting up Miles Morales' cinematic final shot. And the post credit scene once again tees Benham for future Marvel Spider-Man games and show Miles mourning the loss of Finn. Such a great ending. Such I love a, this inning. Other than like the fight again, like the boss fight against Finn, feeling really like cinematic and uh, and, and 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 more dynamic than some of the fights in 2018. Mm-hmm. Just that kind of like that sequence of you absorbing the ball, which was ironic. The first shot of the trailer that revealed this game. Yeah. When he's like when he's like holding it, uh, him trying to save Finn in the sky, and then him falling, and 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 the Spider-Man two style moment of like the, uh, the people see seeing him but then protecting him. It's really, yeah. It's like again like uh, because this game emphasized so much the friendly neighborhood part of Spider-Man. That moment had power of like the neighborhood that if you spend time doing the side quest, they came to your like narratively they come to your aid uh, to protect the person that represents them, that represents Harlem, which is, which is Mount Morales. And that to me, like, because of the more intimate focus of this game, that's why, like, uh, the story really hits with power, like, like by, by the end, even though the the, 20, the 2018 one was a little bit more emotional, like, overall, like, by the end. I'm the same no. way. I, I think, um... I, I think this packs a gut punch of emotion as well, mm. but, like, I love... I, I love it's more cathartic yeah, I, feel, really- I feel like 2018 like leaves you with, with like more of like a sad feel like a, a sad feeling with like it's big events the emotion this hit this one hits it's more of catharsis is it is emotion the in, in the opposite way yeah as, yeah. as like as, as like a payoff of, uh, of spider-man emer- uh, mouse emerging as Harlem spider-man especially at the end when they finally paint him be like yeah because when at the beginning when they said that they're painting Peter and then, like now, and now it's like no. He's like he is their hero. They and know. He's like, what about is. the other guy? They're like, ah, oh, I'm not feeling the other guy. <laughs> exactly. It's like you see that game. It's like it's slowly like uh, earning the respect of the town and him emerging from the shadow of the original Spider-Man. So, oh, man, I do love it with those down with like his communities. Like, uh, I don't know about that. That uh, other Spider-Man. Yeah, especially like, in the cycles to find. Spider-Man. Yeah, especially. Yeah, exactly. He goes from off-brand to their hero. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I um, but yeah, this is a really cool boss fight. Really cool final sequences that the um the Prowler fight I really enjoyed. I think that's probably my personal favorite boss fight of the entire game is probably mm-hmm. the Prowler boss fight. Yeah, because of emotion, just emotional lines. Like there is power and weight to like the family connection Prowler has. Yeah, especially with 
knowing that Jefferson Davis was like dealing with him before yeah. his demise. It was a case that was kind of went close. And then you think if I, because I didn't fully complete the side quest this time because I already completed it the, the, the last time. Mm -hmm. uh, that it's like, yeah, it's like he dropped, he eventually dropped the Prowler case and you don't know if he dropped it because of his brother or, or if it was like an unfinished business or things like that. But even just in the initial interaction, that initial side quest with Aaron Davis. And then when you complete all the side quests, then that you get that flashback with at the basketball court with Jefferson Davis. Like it's, yeah. you realize that the reason why you're doing all the side quests was that who was beloved by his community, Jefferson Davis, you're honoring your father. And that and, so and, 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 and and that's where like in the side quests, this game is superior in every single way from 2018 because they put that like extra that, that extra reward of seeing that of having that cathartic moment of like you have been honoring Jefferson Davis through like your help through your community. So yeah, it's sweet. It's like it, the everything about the I think the storytelling outside of the main story is absolutely better in mm -hmm. Spider-Man Miles Morales versus Spider-Man 2018. Yeah, it, it's like so much heart and soul were, was put into like the like you said everything else besides like not just the main story but everything else had that mm -hmm. love and care to it even like the phone app even with mm -hmm. Genki even with yeah. the, the community and how they treated this and apparently that app comes back in the sequel from what I read let's so. go mm -hmm. let's go but yeah it's it's so cool um yeah do you uh which one's your favorite boss fight in this game uh Aaron Davis Aaron I, I, I actually agree with you and just like by a hit by her and Mitch because I do love the spectacle of the final one. Mm -hmm. Especially everything that happens with the fight and then the absorbing the thing and like Finn's sacrifice and all that. I feel there was a lot happening in that in, in that final boss fight to to kind of like at least hit. But yeah, it's like nothing beats an emotional connection. I definitely even though you have a, con a connection to Finn, nothing like beats the emotional connection of your uncle. Yeah, like the, sure. with the prowler. So. And I'm bringing that because that was also kind of one of the more cathartic elements of Spider-Verse also. And in that movie, spoilers, like, Prowler dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's, it's interesting that they didn't go this route, at least yet, with the Prowler. And have and, 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 and have more involved. So they just took the other Davis. <laughs> yeah. So, so everyone, um, that is the pl 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 plot for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um we are going to kick it off with our our listener questions first we have stan op um a repeat um a repeat um i guess you could say person who's wrote in because he wrote mm -hmm. in on the last one stan op writes in and says does miles morales feel like its own game or do you agree with the critique that it had that some have that this is just dlc it's 50 50 because then you can see so many uh it is the exact same map as uh, 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 2018s with one missing building because of licensing issues. I forgot which building didn't show up in this one. Um, but that would also require us calling uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy DLC. And I feel that's just a tight game. To me, it's like... Uh, think about this, people. Lost Legacy is the same length as Uncharted 1. A game people consider a full game in 2007. I feel Miles Morales is his own game. I, I'm that's right smart, that that smartly reused assets because of course they would it's new york so yeah only so much you can do in new york like mm -hmm. that um i i'm right there with you i and i'm also of the opinion that i would love the industry to do more things like this more yeah. so that i would full scale yeah. because one you would get them more often mm -hmm. 
These are nice palate cleansers as you wait for the big one. Think about it this way, Zach. The, uh, if we hadn't had this, it would have been five years waiting from 2018 to Spider-Man 2. Hold five on, before, years. Before we go into it, yeah. um, Grant Nathan wrote in, just like you can at the ProNerdReport.com social contact page and on the uh -huh. single player oh, yes. Discord, um, Discord server and said, do you want more Marvel games that are smaller in scale, but with a with but with the small quantity quality of Miles Morales? Um, so he kind of wrote in and asked a little bit of a different question, but something we could both piggyback off of and say mm -hmm. like, we both want more smaller games, right? Yeah. Like smaller, like eight hour, ten hour, eight to ten mm -hmm. hour experience. Yeah, especially when, especially price accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe 13 if you want to, like, mm -hmm. do all the things in the game. But, like, I feel you like this get is... 20 out of this one, just doing all the side stuff and, do, and planning something. It's like, dude, it's like... I feel like a lot of people don't realize uh, sometimes how dumb they sound when it's like, oh, 30 hours, that's not much. I'm like, how many hours do you have in a day? <laughs> I'm like, some people would love to only work 30 hours in a week, by the way. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'm like. It's, it's, it's like, I feel like we're at a point where in, in the industry or like many people have don't understand the value of time. Uh, they rather bloat than fun or quality. So... I yeah. will take it like obviously this comes with the caveat that I'm making exception with Spider-Man right now because Insomniac has proven it like right now I kind of need a break from Marvel stuff for a little bit especially thanks to what the MCU has done but I would take the smaller games like I would totally take them because it's like I like replayability I would I like I was thinking it's like yeah if I if you ask me which which game would you re rather replay the last one or this one because of the size and the and and the bite-sized nature of this one I would a hundred percent replay a game like Miles Morales more often. And, yeah. and if I could get more games like that, absolutely I would. Obviously, as long as the quality is there. Like, quality absolutely has to be there. So. I think we, the only thing we defer on is like, I I would like to get a little bit more, like, um, more Marvel super, stuff. More yeah. Marvel stuff. The only the only difference is I'd be okay with it if, if maybe someone other than Insomniac did something a little, like, mm -hmm. different or something like that. So, like, I would love. Like I, I, we we talked about this sort of chat. Like I would love a Doctor Strange game, but like I mm -hmm. would love that, you know, maybe give Sony Ben something to do, or maybe mm -hmm. like, um, I think PlayStation has enough money to where like they can buy indie studio and it's like yeah. indie studio YouTube. I I would go even more further because I kind of I personally don't want Sony to be doing more Marvel stuff to me personally because I feel like the strength of PlayStation has always been their original IP. Yeah, especially last generation, they did more new IP than almost everyone else, like in a very still generation. Uh, I feel like a remedy would be great for a Doctor Strange. Remedy and Doctor Strange yeah. would be cool. That'd be it, cool. Especially the psychedelic nature of how they, they they approach visuals and storytelling. That would be a good one that doesn't like take us in the Sony side of like another studio out from like potentially doing like a new IP. And and I feel like uh, Remedy usually has a good track record outside a campaign they were farmed out to do for Crossfire. Which I don't really blame them for, as, as as they were trying to just getting some money. But I think they would be good for that. But yeah, I would take more with this, especially if the quality is like this. That's what helps. You get fifty dollars games like school, like Kong School Island that released this week. Ah. And no, we don't want that. <laughs> so yeah, we don't we don't we don't want those like uh, that uh, that cheap cash grab. <laughs> no, for sure not. For sure not. I would love to see if we're talking about a smaller game. I'd love to see maybe like a smaller 
Bioware style game that was a, a, like maybe X Men mm-hmm. or maybe like or maybe like instead yeah, of like it's very interesting because remember the next game after Spider Man Two is Wolverine. I would yeah. really wonder how they would tackle it, how they would do it, like how different or similar a Wolverine and Sonic game would feel like. I really want I really want to see if if they managed to made the game feel absolutely different but while still having a trademark insomniac fun that would I, be fun I, how do they do traversal with that is uh-huh. i think the more interesting like question because like they're known for having either a bouncy traversal with um mm-hmm. sunset overdrive or having a like spider-man being the swinging being the gliding and everything like that it's like wolverine just rides a motorcycle exactly and... yeah <laughs> so i'm like how do you do traversal of that game? yeah and that's why i can't wait especially as we move on from spider-man 2 now like now that it's imminent we're gonna be playing it we're all gonna be platinuming it and probably like thinking about it for years to come uh i want to see the pitch i want to see the wolverine pitch like all right so so let's uh, like you answered the question you'd love to see remedy do maybe like a smaller scale doctor strange mm-hmm. game is there yeah. like um is there like another studio that you would love to see do a smaller scale game in general and what would that be for you it doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. like marvel but like a smaller scale type of ip for example uh even something more um more recent and i think that's this is exactly what we're getting um those rumors of a smaller god of war game are sounding mighty appealing like when i really when i really think about that because um as much as i really love god of war ragnarok its length has prevented me from like really wanting to revisit it again and that's why like uh considering how much i did revisit the original one that's why like probably my my thoughts on ragnarok are a little more muddled in recent times i wouldn't mind a smaller one because i did love that game i love the original one so i feel like that allows you to keep something that you love in like more bite-sized chunks yeah. There's not no problem in like wait like getting that in the middle of then getting the big one. This is why this is a masterstroke of like what Insomniac was able to do. That on top of the 2018 game and the DLC they did, being able to like drop this game at the launch of the PS5 as they were still the main team was still working on the game we're getting this Friday. On top of them, they also remastered the 2018 game like, while also working on Ratchet at the same time, like keeping uh, keeping their fan base fed. Like this is like such a stroke of genius that. It's like, how could you argue that Insomniac is not Sony's most important uh, team, if not their best, just in per capita? Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, a, and them setting the template. It's like, just imagine, like, when people really see it, it's like, oh my God, these guys have hustled. They absolutely hustled. And it's like, and they don't get, like, and sometimes they don't get the credit you want them to get. <laughs> so, yeah. Nah. Is there a, is there an IP from Sony that you would yeah. like to see uh, besides than, God of War get that get that like small like eight I was, to ten hour I, treatment? I, yeah, I almost said Horizon, but we kind of got that already with Burning Shores. Yeah, so, and even then, that really came and went for me this year. So I'm like, maybe what else? Infamous. Yeah. Infamous. I, I actually would take another Infamous because I I miss Infamous. Yeah, Infamous died for the Spider-Man games, which I understand. <laughs> it's like. You want to have a superhero thing in your stable, you don't get bigger than Spider-Man. So of no. course that, but there was just something special about Infamous, uh, like existing like it did, especially because they did also the smaller title with First Light. So there is lineage of the smaller Sony first party game. And right. First, Light, First Light and even Festival of Blood on PS3 was kind of like the progenitor of that, even though Festival of Blood was a one hour and 30, $15 DLC. So, or maybe, but it was standalone. Um, 
uh let's see infamous well it might be cool sly cooper maybe an eight hours like i feel game. like uh, yeah i feel like any of the old catalog from sony that has been dormant for a while like from either the more cartoony side or even things like resistance or Killson, would benefit from like a smaller return like yeah test the waters I, yeah test the waters like that's how you bring them back in fact why is ratchet and clank still relevant that's what sony did by doing the ratchet and clank remake that was 40 dollars in 2016. it proved that there was still that there was still hunger for that then they allowed insomniac to do a full-size game later i would love to see xbox just live and breathe by the eight hour model to where like they just keep pumping out eight hour eight, hey, eight to ten hours you got so. game pass you gotta feed games you gotta feed the beast yeah. that is game pass with all the studios that you have just acquired with the activision blizzard thing just closing this past friday is like you want more games out you want them quicker and you want to feel that if you, you want to justify an ongoing subscription of new content you gotta do that keep well, doing that everyone we're not going to dive too deep into it yeah. because we are we do we've heard your request we're going to do an episode of what would you do if you ran xbox mm -hmm. episode so keep on the keep on the lookout for that yeah. we'll have um some special guests riding through for that as well but like on the mm -hmm. miles morales side of things we do have a couple of um a couple of questions to get to um we let's see we had grant nathan's question with, that we answered mm -hmm. about the scale of marvel games we also add stan op's answer mm -hmm. um now we have master leaves question you want to take this one yeah i love miles morales shorter runtime i said that i think the eight hours length is perfect for my lifestyle we like to see more smaller playstation exclusives like miles and lost legacy yep yeah probably saw more like yeah, just what we had been saying is that like we need more because it's like this is going to be healthier for teams to be able to like pump out something much quicker instead of having to like pull away four or five years at a time for a single game that then by that by that point it may or may not be invoked by that point because of how industry just quickly changes so it, it will keep fans happier as long as it's always priced accordingly i am not gonna accept the 70 dollars much shorter game uh like that but how, how these have been priced and 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 at that uh length yeah i'll take it so yeah it works it works and then we have our final question, which is by Rockley, probably a fan of Naruto, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> do you like this adaptation better than the Spider-Verse movie adaptations? Ooh, of Miles Morales? Oh. oh, man. The okay. tip for tat. Yeah. Here's so I feel like uh, they're so different. They're hard to compare in a way, even though I feel some spirit is similar within both. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Spider-Verse movie in a grander scale, especially with like the multiverse thing and all that, especially the original one, really justifies the existence of Miles, especially the way that everyone can wear a mask. It's such a like interesting thesis statement of that movie and also is aided by its amazing visual style and how that visual style also tells a story. I mean, come on, what's up, Danger? Yeah. As he's dropping up, and how it's like, as he's, as he's falling into the city, but framed as he's ascending into his role it's, so it's cool. like it, it's like that's unbeatable but i do like the very small nature of how they told uh part of like my miles uh, coming of age story with these games it worked especially as them trying to contrast this game with like the more grander adventure that was 2018 i feel there's argument to be made that they both do the same story great just once upper at once uses the multiverse and showing different versions of spider-man to justify why Miles can be his own Spider-Man. And this one at least shows like with his focus and his resilience with his sound, he can also emerge like that. So hard to I choose, will, hard to choose I, for me. 
I think I'm going to make the hard choices because as I was listening to your explanation there, yeah. I'm going to say the movies, but mm -hmm. only because I've never seen that art style in movies before. Mm -hmm. And yeah. on the games, I can at least say like I've played Uncharted, I've played yeah. Spider-Man 2018, <laughs> I've played games yeah. that look like this. But I've yeah. never seen anything like the movies before. Exactly. It's like there are still these like so influential. Now look at uh, Puss in Boots 2 and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from this year. Yeah. It's like. Is the next it'll introduce a new benchmark for animated movies that people have taken to, like mm -hmm. Pixar is no longer the king of town anymore. That's not right. what's like bringing bringing people in. It's like they broke ground on top of like finally introducing Miles. Uh, like if we want to see like who did it first and who did it best, like at least they did it first. Also, it's like this was the main like Spider Verse was the mainstream introduction to Miles Morales. And in fact, I would then say like that walked for this game to soar also. Because then, like, when you get, get into this game, you don't have to worry about too many people having to worry about a game centered on Miles because you already got in, you introduced the idea of Miles before. And, and, that, and that now he's more accepted. Now the only thing we're rating is live action Miles. And that's still a like TBD. But when will that happen and how it will happen? But yeah, I was like, I'll accept you're taking the side on the, on, on, on the movie. It's very hard because they're different, they're different mediums. That's like, that's what's hard. That the hard thing about that question. I feel like uh, they're both really equally great. <laughs> so. They are. They really are. And we got one last question by James B. Which game do you enjoy more and why? I do believe we we kind of went through all yeah. this. It's Miles Morales for it's both. It's Miles Morales. Yeah, Miles Morales with a bullet. It's just that there's just something really special. In fact, like uh, it justifies 2018 in such a great way of like the Insomniac, great developer to be handling this modern version of Spider-Man, learning all the interesting. Uh, the, all the interesting issues that were raised with 2018, they started being sanded here. And obviously there's still room for improvement. Uh, Miles Morales also have to like caveat that at launch, this game was a little buggier than the 2018 game because this came out during COVID. So they couldn't quite play test it as well. So on Polish, the other game launched more polished. And there's also kind of like the thing that there is, um, yeah. For the people that care too much about length, of course, 2018 is a longer game. It's a more like sprawling game. But to me, like I, I don't live by the sprawling nature of something. I live by the quality. And then what I really think is like when I was playing 2018, there were many points, especially in recent replay. Yeah. 2018, there were so many points where I was rolling my ass. I was like, just end this part, please. Now this Mary Jane section at Norman's apartment where I have to go find this dumb key is like so stupid. It's so slow. Why are you don't you let me play a spider? Like I had so many moments like that. And then when I play Miles Morales, I'm never thinking about that. I'm just thinking, why is the trap music so fun? Like when I'm it's just swinging around. Why is like, spider and feels so nimble when you're holding square and moving the stick to do like the Tony Hawk style like uh uh swinging around and then there, and then yeah. pressing l1x to boost yourself with the with the venom powers and the improved cycle it's just like no miles Morales is just a better game it, it just is and i'm pretty sure spider-man 2 will be better than the other two from some of the things that i read it's like that's been the cool thing it's like we're seeing an up trajectory that's yeah. what that was the beauty of seeing miles that other than length and lack of balance it's like we're seeing a, the quality of life improve in, in, in game to game and even even in a game with less gadgets with this one, I felt there was more justification of using these gadgets here than I ever did the other eight gadgets in 2018 that I never needed to use. Even in Sony, I felt like they figured it was like incentivizing. But why it's better to use all your tools in the kingdom just by how they like tweak your character and how he moves and interacts with his enemies. It's like so many little things that just makes Miles Morales a better game. Yeah. So, 
I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we only got one more. We got one more assignment before we get to our just light news, um, light mm-hmm. news section of the thing. And this is going to be ranking our villains. As it stands right now in the the Spider Man's, uh, I guess, Insomniac universe, we have number one, Doctor Octopus. Number two, Mister Negative. Number three, Kingpin. Number four, Tombstone. Number five, Norman Osborn. Number six, Taskmaster. Number seven, Scorpion. Number eight, Electro. Number nine, Rhino. Number ten, Vulture, and number eleven. As pulling up the rear is Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we got three villains that we we got to talk about here, right? Yeah, we got Red Rhino, Red Rhino, the Prowler, and Tinker. And Tinker. So, yeah. with the Red Rhino, it's interesting because yeah, you also find Rhino as normal at the beginning. So, yeah. so it, I would put like Rhino parentheses, uh, normal and red, <laughs> kind of like just okay. to, it's kind of like the idea. Uh, this boss fight is absolutely better than the Rhino fight from uh, from, from the first Spider-Man. Just on that alone, uh, ignoring the look, the crappy red look that you don't like. That uh, it's like it's it's at the very least like uh, I see the fight in 2018 and comparing it's like it's no like there's no comparison. It's like yeah. it's way more dynamic. Like they had more fun like designing the fight, both fights uh, uh, against it. That I definitely think. That fight is better than any of those Sinister Six. And, oh uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, in agreement. Yeah, so that would be like our not. I would put it like in number seven, uh, because oh. then that would, because that would like, actually no, I think that fight is better more than fun Taskmaster. than better than the Taskmaster. Dare I say better than Tombstone? So oh would, yeah, put Tombstone. Oh yeah, I'll, I'm below Tombstone above Taskmaster. Oh, okay, so are you cool with that? Below, so above Tombstone. So, 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 so I'm picking. Um, uh-huh. I'm I, so like I think Tombstone is still number four. I put it below uh-huh. Tombstone, above. So as a, as a number five. Number yeah. five. Yeah, it's just that I, I definitely had way more. Like I was more impressed with the fight, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think more like how I see it is like think about how Tombstone. What made him special is the fact that he was the only side quest that was worth a damn in 2018. That is true. That and, is true. He and, has and story the, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but it's a kind of sad and side, and then like they at least uh, with Rhino, we see we saw him better integrated into like the main thread of of Miles. That okay. I can see that. that 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 in a way is like he at least complemented the other villains that was just the Taskmaster, like it, not the Taskmaster, the Tinker, and uh, and especially in, in mechanically it was just so much fun. It's like, again, it wasn't in a clear example of like them learning the right lessons and. Uh, Pippering an extra villain to complement the main villain, kind of okay. like how we wanted those Sinister Six villains to feel like, instead of them being dumped at the end, at once. So okay, I'm down for that. All right, so we got Red Rhino number four. Then mm-hmm. what about all right? Our next one, the Prowler. The Prowler. The Prowler. I would yeah. So I would put him. Uh, I actually I'm gonna go number two. Doctor Octopus because there is just something about like. When not only just including the five, the threat of your uncle, you helping your uncle, the hum- mm-hmm. the uncle then helping you, then betraying you, but then kind of like him selfishly doing that to, but and then your your betrayal and how that you felt that emotion in that fight. What well, made that Doctor Octopus fight that is also the emotion. I feel that got close. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it also has like some really cool game mechanics, especially with like the camouflage mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not well. just like having it's not just having to. Web strike, dodge, throw L1 or one. I think that it was the problem with many of the boss fights in the other one. 
Yeah, so we got the Prowler at number two, and then we have the Tinkerer fight. The Tinkerer as a villain. I think I would put him beneath Rhino. At her, beneath Whoa. Rhino. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like uh, uh, at least in the more in the fun department, I definitely had more fun fighting Rhino. Obviously, there's the story element that could put it probably above. But... I, I, I was gonna say uh, um, number. I was gonna put that as the new number five, and then move. For, I was. I oh, think okay. Rhino, yeah, I, I feel think... like, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Rhino has an edge in combat, but uh, so much of the story relies on Finn and uh, everything that I feel I would give her the edge in that one. But I like having uh, like pairing them at least together in the in, in, in that area. So okay, so we got. Our new rankings are Dr. Octopus, number one, number two, The Prowler, number three, Mr. Negative, number four, Kingpin, number five, The Tinkerer, aka Fan. We mm -hmm. at number six, Go Go Red Rhino, um, and the normal Rhino from um from Miles Morales. And then we got number seven, Tombstone, number eight, Norman Osborne, number nine, Taskmaster, number ten, Scorpion, number eleven, Electro, number twelve, Rhino, number thirteen, Vulture, and number fourteen, the Shocker. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like that least sounds right to me. I, I, I like it. it. Yeah, I like it. Because especially, like, I do love the representation of these bosses in the upper half. They were yeah. less, but look like the improvements. And man, if the next time we convene, and then if we have to rank these, uh, when whenever we see what happens with Spider-Man Two, like, I would love to see how all of that shakes out, like, in, with all the additions. And Speaking... if the, and if the tradition gives over, so as you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of ranking and spider-man 2 we got spider-man 2 news um the reviews for spider-man 2 has dropped and they mm -hmm. are sizzling sizzling yeah. they're, they're like fajitas that just came out they mm -hmm. have like some bell peppers with it they got the fajitas there and it's yeah. all sizzling in the pot what do you think of spider-man 2 reviews here yeah so like uh, currently with 119 reviews like uh at least only on Metacritic, uh, because there's also the op Open Critic, which I'm gonna like open to, okay. because uh, because Open Critic also like considers uh, even a, a, a larger swath of of opinions sometimes. But both they're both at a 91. What makes uh, what makes that notable is that uh, this is actually Insomniac's first game in 20 years almost to finally crack uh, above a 90. The last time that that happened was Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal on the PlayStation 2. The third Ratchet and Clank game was also a 91. So they have been in the 80 territory forever. It's like 80 is never something to scoff at. Is that that's like you're so consistently great at what yeah, you do. Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah, so it's like there's always that. It's always been like uh, a lot of people have been always trying to. There's been like the recent uh, discourse about like is Insomniac like top tier? like the best the best team especially when uh you have like uh or not for example you got the first yeah. uncharted which was an 89 and then uncharted 2 was a 96 uncharted 3 92 uncharted 4 a 93 uh, the last of us uh one a 95 and then the last okay. of us part two a 93 it was like so a lot of 90s and then god of war uh with Sony Santa Monica recently both god of war 2018 and god of war Ragnarok are both 94s on uh on metacritic too so it was like a lot of people are like do they deserve to be like in that upper conversation i feel with how often they have released games that were an 87 and 85 and an 88 with spider-man 2018 spider-man miles morales and ratchet and clank rift apart and now this game a 91 is like you're seeing like a team that has like worked hard to like 
at least at, 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 to try to become an all-star that is like you have hit that point it's like there's no excuse to not say like you're, you're in, in, in that upper tier echelon especially when and there's something kind of like i send you a comment that is very interesting mm -hmm. in like uh more casual circles there are people that prefer spider-man over god of war and the last of us so because this is just talking about uh and that is reflected which games also sells more which yeah. again also through its word of mouth also like expanded so is that i feel like at least in the critical side earning a 91 is really respectable what is very interesting though about this 91 is that this is definitely a lot of strength outside of main main polishers because a lot of eights from interesting sites so like yeah, and i and i ones. yeah like push square gave it an eight that's a playstation centric site like ign and GameSpot both gave it an eight the forbes gave it an 8.5 uh washington post also gave it an 8.8 .8. and then the only one from like the what i considered the big sites so like game informer gave it a 9.5 which is the exact same score they gave the original game uh so but it, this game definitely got a lot of high remarks from so many other sites that are reputable enough to be in metacritic yeah and no single mix or negative review so far out of 119. 80 has been win. yeah that's a big win for them and especially for people that want to try their hardest to make insomniac like not receive the flowers they totally deserve because it's like a studio that has put out three main games in the first three years of a generation and even yeah. a remastered that's the MVP of that generation basically at this point <laughs> for once for the for the one system there's like it's unrivaled it's like yeah Yes, Ragnarok had one game that scored higher. That's still not even a next-gen only game. That was also on PS4. They finally gave Sony a big PlayStation 5 only game scoring like this. Definitely their third best uh, scoring exclusive so far behind Ragnarok and uh, and Demon Souls. So, and again, that's like all personal opinion and all that. And uh, and I, me, I've been someone that's been very vocal that I don't like just uh, relying too much on the review scale but in this case i have been seeing in twitter all those developers celebrating the fact they got this because because you know what I, what that tells me to me it has been gotten to them how like a lot of people yeah. are just using their consistent greatness as a, a front or as something not worth praising and it feels good for that it's like once in a while this feels good seeing that for them yeah like, and i mean yeah. It's also them overcoming the hurdle too. I'm like mm -hmm. you. It's like um, it's almost akin of like a sports team that keeps getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first uh -huh. round and they make it to the championship. You know, yeah. like they made uh -huh. it there. You know, yeah, they finally they finally made it. And the thing is that um, unfortunately, in a year like this where you have the two big ones in Baldur's Gate three and Tears of the Kingdom at a 96, and then you have something like Resident Evil four at a 93 and Street Fighter. Uh, in, in Street in Street Fighter 6 and a 92 is definitely not the highest rated game this year. No. But it's in really fine company being up there. Absolute fine company. Like being being in that being in that upper echelon. And uh it definitely has scored higher than every Xbox game this generation. And uh and I feel like this and I don't like I, I don't like diving into like the fanboy diatribes and all that, yeah. but I, I did tell you that like, for a lot of people that, especially last year, when so many, with the exception of Ragnarok, every exclusive Sony release was at an 88, and a lot of people from the Xbox camp making fun of them for that. The taste of their medicine, of them seeing their big game in Starfield, like in the low that's 80s, rough. is like, that's why you better not, don't do bad faith arguments because then it doesn't feel good, like then seeing that in your game over there. And that's why I usually don't play the partisan game, but I do. I'm not gonna pretend I don't enjoy the Schadenfreude 
of mm -hmm. seeing that. Especially with how much they've been trying to like downplay this game so long for for uh, initially people saying that it looked worse than remastered when it was debuted, and I was like, look. I was very vocal that I wasn't super excited about the demo they showed us in the showcase uh, because I didn't come out of it with like the goosebump excitement. Obviously, that's when I learned that my Marvel burnout had been real. <laughs> so yeah. I had to like caveat that. But it was like that was bad faith argument saying that it didn't. Even I saw. I was like, I could see an improvement. I totally see an improvement. And yeah. even and some of the images that we're seeing. <laughs> so, yeah, and don't judge it on the trailer alone too because I'm like uh -huh. the trailer is hard. It's it's Something hard to get the quality through a trailer you know exactly especially especially on the stream because mm -hmm. people are facing that on the stream and not with the playback at like four four full 4k and things like that so it's crazy it's like sony just betted on this one game because they got basically the other their other big game that wasn't even theirs it was just like a partner exclusive was final fantasy 16 which yeah. has currently an 87 not bad it's like it was in mighty great companies like a lot of people a lot of the games that landed in those high 80s are like it's one of the better games this year and so the best that i enjoyed man so, 80s ain't bad i'm like yeah you know in a lot of years 80s wins game of the year i'm like yeah. for a lot of <laughs> literally it's lot of, yeah it's, it's just, like it's, it's really just, special when we see so many like in the higher in in the in, in, in the 90s it's like sometimes you only get 190 and sometimes even that 90 doesn't win yeah. Look at it, it takes two. <laughs> it wasn't a ninety, and that one. Exactly, so. exactly. So it just kind of depends on um, the year, the lightning bolt, the moment mm -hmm. it has. Um, there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that scores don't necessarily reflect, but it is. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me. Um, shout out to Insomniac for this hella good achievement. Can't wait to dive in further mm -hmm. and and check and taste everything that you you've put out there. Um, Thank y'all for all the hard work. It is absolutely worth it. We are going to feast upon this game for years to come. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, Al, before we go, mm -hmm. I got three last questions for you. The first one is, where can the good people find you? Yes, uh, you good people. Thank you so much for listening here. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at A underscore Drosegobia, or also X. Um, you can find me both Instagram and threads at all 100 Segobia 93. You can find my written content uh, current and all uh, at seasongaming.com and the corner.com and then you can find me at the x bottom podcast that posts every fridays from 2 p.m onwards god willing uh, where we talk about an all-encompassing conversation about the gaming industry whether it's nintendo playstation or xbox and we all roast when everyone deserves roasting we are not fanboys there we just call it like it is because it's all encompassing where it can all people right. find in, in other words, anyone can get that ass whooping. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can find me at the Single Player Experience Podcast. If you're listening right now, thank you for all your continued support. You can also find me at, you know, thepronerreport.com where you can check out the written, written content. Um, before we go, though, we do have two last questions, like I, like I kind of mm -hmm. uh, tipped you off earlier. Do you have any predictions for Spider-Man 2? I, I don't know if you've been spoiled or not. I have not been spoiled on anything about the game other than what we've So seen. I do have one. I got spoiled by one thing. But okay. the thing that I got spoiled is like, yeah, that happens in the movie. Okay. That's like, okay. That's like, that's, I don't need anything else. So I was like, oh, man. But then at the same time, I think what I know, like, could potentially kind of like tease him so i'd rather not say i would like to hear okay. yours though so all right so my spoiler and I, which by the way but which by the way fuck you to whoever like spoiled that they, they, they put it in a yeah. mr maddie please reply i hate you especially uh, they put it in the jpeg so oh that sucks 
Yeah. Um, I haven't been spoiled at all in this game. You're so blessed. I can't wait to hear like, your reactions. <laughs> anything except for what we saw in the the PlayStation. Um, yeah. Was it State of Play or what was uh -huh. it? Yeah, the State of Play. The one that yeah. we reacted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the State of Play. So I don't know a damn thing. Um, Outside of that, I will... I think they are going to tee this game up uh, in some way, some form, some fashion to Gwen Stacy getting a Spider-Man hmm. uh, Miles Morales smaller installment. That's an interesting thing because, yeah, we have no peep of knowledge about Gwen Stacy here yet. No. Like, no. not at all. So and it I... would be interesting because uh, how they would try to tackle that because either they would open... Would they be willing to do interdimensional like multiversing because uh they could potentially be like spider gwen it's not like from the same uh usually not from the same continuity unless there's weird no. things happening and uh there's also the, the fact that in this at least in this continuity from what we know uh and also based on the two games we played peter and, and mj already had a relationship they broke up they returned apparently you're still together with the in whatever happens with spider-man 2 so it's like how would when stacy like uh be introduced other than probably a lab partner like the rainy spider-man 3 with stacy and i don't think I, I yeah i don't think that would be uh to their like i wouldn't want them like here's something because i i don't know anything about this and like mm -mm. i really hope that there's not too much lifted from spider-man 3 I really hope so. It's I like, I, I, and, and it's like I have her rumblings that yes or no, but I, it's it's so conflicting that I don't know. So that's why I'm like, I just I'm just I, hoping that's not the case. Because... I don't know either. But I, if I were them, if I were to introduce Gwen Stacy, I would have her be um, a younger Gwen Stacy, mm -hmm. which is where like she's Mao's age instead of mm -hmm. Peter's age, and like she's introduces Mao's like partner and. Maybe she is. Yeah, technically, because yeah, because technically we haven't had a relate. But and is here's what's so funny, like across the Spider Verse, it's now like yeah. has more like mainstreamized uh, the idea that Gwen and Miles could be a thing. Yeah, and more like a romantic thing. So maybe that could be the angle, especially like the beauty of the Insomniac uh, Spider Man world is that it definitely you can feel the inspirations of other things, and then they slightly twist and turn it to make it its own thing it yeah, could be like sure. that's how they get inspired like yeah we saw how they both spider gwen and miles like kind of like click together in that one like we probably can do that with this one like who knows like the world's their, their oyster my huge yeah. my probably my big thing is like how how conclusive is spider-man 2 because that... this because this is technically a trilogy of games if you want to like you yeah. want to be like uh if you don't if you're not in the camp like we are that mm -hmm. we consider miles it's like smaller game but it is a game it's not dlc so it's like it's technically a trilogy now and ironically it's like at the end of the raimi trilogy that's when it introduced venom so that technically in a third game they introduced venom but we don't know anything about something like green goblin so would green goblin be in this game yeah i don't know i don't know i would be it would be there were teases you see like uh in norman's apartment in 2018 when you're mm -hmm. like exploring with it, you see like the prototypes of the glider and the mask. Yeah. So, so it's like they had, they're, they're seating them there. It would be funny though, because if you're like, if you follow the order of operations, there is a Spider-Man through which I would assume probably there will be. Like, there, again, depends on how this ends. Uh, that the first game was based on Spider-Man 2. The second game was based on Spider-Man 3. If a Green Goblin is like the next thing in the docket, then the third game would be based on Spider-Man 1. 
kind of like it's so funny kind of like yeah. how like how they run the around the clock with that one <laughs> so but I, i'm also of the opinion like it, it like this is uh, again this is sony this isn't this is not necessarily don't get me wrong sony movies and sony like the the mm. the video game company don't often have things to do with each other yeah. but i could see a world i could see a world where sony would be like hey put morpheus in this game somehow also put we need to get um we already got craven the hunter which by the way do you remember that that movie was supposed to come out this week oh that was supposed to come out this week yeah oh, they no, were gonna push back yeah but, they yeah. got pushed back because of the strikes but yeah. that was supposed to be this week they were gonna they were willing to synergize like the fact that craven is so featured in that in this game i don't know if he's like the main th- that's what I i'm actually curious the, i think yeah. he's gonna be the mr negative of this game to yeah. where like he's the the footnote boss so yeah. to speak. and that to me would be like kind of sad that then we know who like the big thing would be because that was the beauty of 2018 that mm-hmm. mr negative was so in front and center of the promotions and the surprise for us was dr octopus and uh, and and this one they push venom so hard that it's very hard to not think which one's the real villain. but again i don't know much i only know one spoiler that is so from straight out of the movie that to me is not much of a spoiler at all if like if you have heard a spider-man story especially uh that includes some of these characters you kind of know a little bit yeah but, but again so you're seeing how they execute on that is that's where i would see here in some of the familiar uh tropey storytelling criticism from some of the eight out of ten reviews but uh but yeah it's like i really i really, really want to see how that plays out like how uh what the balance is and what the what the main story really is about that's the one thing we don't know. We know things. We know Craven's in it. We know Craven's hunting. We know Bannon's supposed to show up. That's building from the cliffhangers, from both the cliffhangers from 2018 and Miles Morales, where uh, where it's like you you see Harry Osborn isn't that like it's like it's encased in that place where where it's because it there's a post credit and then yeah. it's like movement happening like in the in the post credit for Miles Morales things like that, but. Is he in Venom? the laboratory, yeah, right? In the lab, yeah. in the laboratory, in the in the penthouse. So it's like, I really don't know what the point. Like, I really don't know like what the story is, and I think that's what's exciting. That even the thing that I got spoiled is like, I feel that doesn't ruin me knowing what the story is about. So uh, that's good. That's very good. At least uh, everyone try to avoid the internet for the next couple of days. Yeah. Please do not let the Last of Us Two moment happen to you. Yeah. Um, don't. Yeah. Don't. Do at not. least. The, at least the thing that I know it was not Last of Us Two ruining because I did get spoiled hard on that. But yeah, you're lucky. Like I, you're probably not as perpetual online as I am. So that yeah. is my fault. <laughs> no, I, I do take some <laughs> online breaks here and there for for my own well being. But everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, can't wait been... to talk. About, I can't wait to talk Spider-Man Two with you sometime in the future. Oh man, it will be very near in the future. Everyone, thank you so much. I did have one last question for you though. Mm-hmm. My one last question is, what, what recommendation would you give to people? What single-player game recommendation would you give to people who are listening to this episode? That's not Spider-Man. Yeah, I have two. Okay, um, go ahead. If you want something more traditional, if you're an old school Assassin's Creed fan that has missed the something that's not RPG focused, all about numbers and grinding levels and all of that, and going back to the stealth roots of the franchise, if you don't mind a story that's pretty anemic and is clearly a representation that that game was a DLC that eventually just got blown up as an old game because they definitely needed a game, I definitely recommend uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I platinum that game after 25 hours. It was great. 
seeing uh, an Assassin's Creed game uh, kind of like re-embrace some of his old school tennis without like ignoring the mechanical improvements of the uh, of, of the later games, and it it's selling a lot. Is a lot of people that said that they wanted this game has showed up, and if you're one of those that were if, if you were skeptical that they would get it right, other than story, I would say like this will gonna scratch the fussy feelings of the of, of the older games, and okay. it being it being digestible and a fifty dollars. It's like exactly what I need out of it. But if you want something of like really intense quality that shouldn't surprise you because this developer is just emerged as kind of like the bigger name of this generation. Uh, from is it Kong Skull Island? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, oh. that one. It is from software's Armor Court 6. There is okay. something like uh, Ar- Armor Court 6 is not a Souls-like, even, but it has from software's panache of like, intense combat that was going to test your metal and like your skill it's their best playing game in the controller it feels so nice it has some of from software's greatest art that you're probably going to see the story is absolute nonsense but that's not what you play a mech game for you play a mech game to uh to like customize your mech take on hundreds of missions bite-sized missions where like depending on the power of your customization, you can blast through those through those levels and feel like a king. Or if your battery customization screws you, then you can quickly just make some adjustments to then go back to super quick. Some of the greatest boss fights I've ever seen in a game, where it's like the intensity is like so cool. It's like, if you're a fan of mech games, uh, don't uh, don't sleep on that one. That one came out at a really bad time with so many games coming in, but it's definitely, to me, it's my surprise sleeper hit of this year. So I highly recommend, I highly recommend, I recommend Mirage. I highly recommend Armor Core 6. All right, everyone, you heard it from him himself. Go check out these two games. Um, yeah, for me, you you already know if you listen to the Single Player Experience podcast, I'm mostly um, been playing some indie games lately. I've also been playing a game with a, a little guy who likes to jump a lot. We'll, we'll talk about that in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a game I'm going to recommend to everyone today is called Cyberpunk phantom liberty really yeah. good really good expansion it is it completely changes the way the whole main game is structured and who lives who dies everything in between so like if you want if you thought hey i already played through that this is worth replaying again because like it changes a lot of the story structure so definitely go check that out it adds a lot of new gameplay mechanics as well so yeah. i'm saving i'm saving i'm saving that one for post call of duty modern warfare 3 there's not much in november of that interests me so I kind of want like a November long game to just like just save because I never finished the original Cyberpunk 2077. So having that in Phantom Livery is kind of like my meal for November. Kind of feels you, like I saved I it. <laughs> I kind of wish you'd check out Boulder's Gate 3 in November. Depend, it, it, it'll depend on on, say, on, on sales. I want to see if, uh-huh. if it gets a nice sale because then that could be my December game. So yeah. This, yeah. I definitely want to want to try it because I know that's like a big game for this year. That's gonna definitely be in so many game of the year nominations, and I definitely want to see if I feel the same at least with what I tried. So I understand. I was the same with Zelda, so I mm-hmm. I get that completely. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also you know like is are you gonna be playing Avatar in December though? Uh, it, it'll depend. So if, you're, if, you're an if, Avatar if, fan though. I like the second movie a lot. The first movie was kind of overrated, but okay. it's like I like Far Cry. And that game does look like a different kind of Far Cry, or at least kind of like a Far Cry in a setting I'm more, more appeals to me more than Tropical Island 365, like uh, like Far Cry 6 was. That I was yeah. like, yeah, it's like 
I don't, I like it on Far Cry 3, but I don't want more tropical stuff. Like I need, I need more, I'm, I'm more excited locale. That's why I like Far Cry 4 and 5 more. So, because I, so that, that feels kind of like, it's going to give me the unique environment for Far, Far Cry and Far Cry is a, is a very, uh, comfort food style, like shooter. But I feel like, uh, then depending on how that lands, I definitely would like to put some time on both cyberpunk and then eventually Baldur's gate so okay and i'm I'm not reviewing avatar so i don't have that like i wouldn't have to drop everything that's kind of like why i had to drop cyberpunk because i had to do a lot of content for a bunch of games for this month so all right everyone stay tuned um definitely go check out uh, go check out all of our content is going to be in the descriptions of the below i've been sebastian that's been alejandro thank you so much for joining us until next time stay safe stay gaming and enjoy that single player experience bye everyone peace Hasta vista, baby. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Alejandro Segovia for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the single player experience discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!